as a business owner, we all have to struggle with what's working, what we personally like, and keep going with staying current. DigitalMarketingRadio.com Would you like to start your own show? I'm thinking of developing an online video course teaching how to set up, produce, and market your own show. If that might be of interest, dear listener, I would really appreciate if you'd take two minutes of your time to complete the questionnaire at StartYourOwnShow.com. That's StartYourOwnShow.com. The Big Interview with David Bain. How has Twitter marketing changed over the past few years? Should Twitter be an important part of the social media marketing mix for all businesses? And what other social networks are on the rise in 2015? Those are just three of the questions that I intend to ask my special guest today, Keith Keller. Keith, welcome to DMR. How are you going? It's so great to chat to you after all this time. I've been I've been following your podcast for ages now. It's brilliant. And I really, really appreciate it. I hope you'll continue to follow them in your future as well. <laughs> yeah. um, hope, hopefully this experience doesn't put you off. <laughs> well, Keith has appeared on numerous radio shows, tele-seminars, webinars, and Google Hangouts across the US, Canada, Europe, and Australasia. And he's known as the Global Twitter Marketing Specialist. So, Keith, why Twitter? Why Twitter? Look, actually, Twitter's a, um, it's a very good question that we ask that, uh, why Twitter because there are six major platforms and one's starting all the time. There's, there's Pinterest, there's LinkedIn, there's Facebook, there's Google+, there's uh, YouTube, and they're all competing for your time. And we've all, we've all got limited time. So it's very, very important that you ask the question, why bother with Twitter? But Twitter is a very specific animal, totally different. And what I call uh, – the reason I love Twitter is it's the buzz builder. It's the traffic generator. It's the, it's the thing that gets things moving from a standing start. So, so is, is, is Twitter um, just as appropriate for all businesses or is there a certain type of person and mm. business that thrives best in Twitter? That, that's a very good question. My personal opinion is that Twitter doesn't suit all businesses. I personally don't think that it suits hyper-local businesses. Uh, I personally have not had success with, you know, fish and chip shops in my street, you know, panel beaters up the road, uh, cafes near the beach. But I've had a lot of success with singers, writers, bands, speakers, people that have a more generic global possibly online message. So a fish and chip shop, you have to physically go to the fish and chip shop and order the fish and chips and you have to physically pick them up, yeah? You can't order them online. Mm. Whereas a singer might have an album or a video that, you know, I don't know if you've heard of the Princess Rap Battle that's 15 million, 15 million views on YouTube we're going for for the 15th of February. And I think we're going to make it. They're currently three, 13,429,000 views. And we're going for 15 million views by the 15th of February, wow. which is about six weeks away from this recording. Sorry to date that. You can edit that out if you like. But <laughs> um, that's where it really sings. You've got a video out on YouTube. You've got a new book coming out. You've just started a new product. You've, you're doing a speaking gig. You're doing a world tour. You've got this funky blog you want to promote. Something that lots and lots of people can view at their leisure in their time zone. 
Yeah, that's where I think Twitter really sings, really comes to play. Would you agree? Yes, no, absolutely. And certainly a type of business that thinks global, I would imagine, that um, perhaps has a niche audience. A a very local audience is unlikely to appeal to Twitter, as you said. Certainly, yeah, absolutely. because there's six major ones, I mean, if, if there is people listening who do have a fish and chip shop, well, by all means, use Google Plus because Google Plus is owned by Google and it'll help you Google search. You know, by all means, set up a Google Plus page, which will cost you nothing, and use that. I know nothing about Google Plus, so please don't ask me. But, <laughs> so the six uh, major we, ones, you'd say it's uh, obviously Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, Google Plus there. Is YouTube, YouTube one of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're, we're calling YouTube a social network. I guess it's not technically one, but it's such a big it's such a big generator of traffic, isn't it? Mm, absolutely. And that, so that's five. <laughs> what's, what's the sixth one there? Pinterest. Pinterest, right. Okay. Um, so that you're seeing in certain businesses as being a big source of traffic as well. Actually, you alluded to the idea of what's happening and what's coming up. I went and got the URL that Pinterest guy, that Aussie Pinterest guy.com, which actually leads to my Pinterest page because there's very few guys on Pinterest. It's a very girly, very female site, yeah? Weddings and pictures of fashion and Pandora bracelets and. Uh, Lots and lots of things that girls love. Mm. But incredibly and increasingly, there's a lot of guys that are starting to get their mojo with Pinterest. So I went and grabbed the URL, that AussiePinterestGuy.com, just to let you know that I'm in there pretty early and I'm going to work it out. I'm going to work this out for you. So I think Pinterest is, me personally, I think Pinterest is the bomb. I think that's the one to look out for. That's interesting. And um, in terms of Twitter strategy, um, there are so many different ways of using Twitter. You see some people who don't tweet for days, then other people um, tweet all the time. Uh, Other people tweet the same content all the time. Mm, Um, mm. Is there a way that doesn't work that um, you see people doing and you think, oh no, Mm. what are they doing? You shouldn't be doing that. what, What a great way to start. What not to do. That's a great question. I can tell you for sure what doesn't work. Selling. Buy my pizzas. Come to my hairdressing shop. I have a gig, please come. You know, selling straight away. We have a word for that. It's called spam. There's a word for that. We call spam. Everyone hates it. You know, if someone follows you on Twitter, they're following you because you've got something interesting to say. Here's a kooky video, 13 million views so far. Let's shoot for 15. Hmm. Yeah, or today, a very good friend of mine in LA who's from Melbourne has got this uh, video, which 89,000 views. We're shooting for 100,000 views by Australia Day, 100K by Australia Day. So that's what I share. I share stuff that's funny, funky, interesting. I hardly ever talk about myself. Sometimes I do. I actually am speaking tomorrow. Please come if, you, if you're in the area or guess what? I've just written a new book and if you'd like to buy it, here it is. But I hardly ever do that. And what most businesses do wrong is they only do that. They don't share any content. They don't share any information that's interesting. I, I don't want to look at your Pinterest or your, 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 your Twitter feed and just get bombarded with your stuff. Hmm. I want to. I want to hear what you're doing. What 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 do you do that is of interest to me? Like your podcasts are chunky. They're interesting. They're dynamic. They're interesting to listen to. Especially That's what this episode, want. yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll make this one the best ever. You've done over a hundred now, haven't you? Um, almost hundred. Getting to that. Getting to that stage. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Almost a hundred. This is going to be the best one. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you're talking about sharing YouTube videos. I'm just thinking maybe I should share the number one video on YouTube for digital marketing. Mm. Mm. No, I say, I, say, I say that in jest, actually, because um, I've got a, a video of me doing a seminar on YouTube that um, happens to rank number one on YouTube for that particular search. So, um... Perfect. And that's <laughs> a very good example of how to use the different networks in different ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. And um, so what about um, the quantity of tweets that you make? How mm. is, is, is any amount too many? Um, should yeah. you only be tweeting a certain amount of times per hour or per day? Geez, that's a good question. You know, Guy Kawasaki, really funky dude, he actually tweets virtually continuously, you know, and, and some people might find, uh, and in fact, Mari Smith calls him a fire hose, you know, you know, that he just, he's always out there. He's just tweeting all the time. But I've heard him interviewed and he said, look, the truth is that if I tweet at 10 o'clock, the same person is not on Twitter on, at 11 o'clock. So I, I can feel free to tweet again. So he constantly retweets his stuff up to seven times. Uh, I know Jeff Bullis, another guy from Sydney who's another good guest for you, mm. he uh, tweets very regularly. Um, and those, those people have massive followings and tweet good quality content with the premise that, well, if I've created a blog post, it seems a shame to only do it once because if I tweeted at 10 o'clock on a Monday, by Wednesday at 10 p.m., I mean the same people are not on Twitter. I'm getting a totally different audience. If you're asking me what I personally do, I actually use a site called Buffer mm. and I schedule my tweets four to six times per day at various times, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 8 p.m., 10 p.m. Typically, they're the four default positions, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., 8 p.m., 10 p.m. because I've done research and those, those times work for me. And is that Before, local time? Obviously, you're in Australia. so um, Yeah, that, actually – well, it's, it's, it's based on the time zone that you're targeting. Most of my followers are in LA. Right. I have more followers in California than the whole of Australia. I can, I can, we can talk about some t technology I use to track that. But um, I have virtually no following in Melbourne. I think 4% of my followers live in Melbourne. So it's virtually useless for me to tweet for Melbournians because right. they're not here. There's no one here following me. But in LA, I've got this ballistic following ballistic following on the west coast of the u.s ballistic seattle uh san francisco la san diego las vegas vancouver even ballistic probably represents about 20 percent of my following so i typically tweet for them and i even as a, a joke i actually even went and got this url california k-e-l-l-e-r fornia.com because one day i will go there i'll do a u.s tour and i'm already setting that up I'm already setting up my West Coast US tour, California.com. So I do a lot of research about times and stats because it's very important. You know, you don't want to be just blasting out and no one's listening to you. Yeah. Mm. So, so I personally tweet four times a day in automation and then during the day as funky things happen. You know, if I've got a friend who's got a new video out or if I come across a cool video I like or if I see a great article. I've tweeted several of your podcasts several times because they're all brilliant. Mm, thanks. Especially the one for uh, Heather and Andrew who I'm working with on a different project. Um, so my gut feeling is that you should have a little bit of automation going so that even if you're away or walking the dog in the city working on a trip, you can still get something out. But you, you should try and treat organically a little bit a couple of times a day. And it's all personal choice. 
You know, Guy Kawasaki, as I said, he tweets at least 10 times an hour. You know, most people would think that's too much. Yeah. He doesn't. And if you tweet to a mainly business audience, do you think you should be tweeting at weekends as well? Uh, oh, geez, that's a good question. Actually, I, I remember reading an article that said that Sundays of all the days to tweet, Sunday's the most effective. Can you imagine? I can't remember when, when that was, but I guess the, the, the truth is that the CEO of a big company probably checks his feed at the chemist or at the, at the cafe or while he's servicing his vehicle. He's not checking it while he's working on the monthly budget. So there is some value in the idea that people are hanging out at the cafe, they're having a latte at the beach, and they're just checking their Twitter on their phone. Mm. Jeez, that's an interesting article. I'd never thought of that, tweeting on the weekends. I'll read that later. And they would—they probably would never have seen that if they were in the normal course of their business. I, I, look, I don't know. I, I just have my automation going every day. I do try to have weekends off from personal tweeting because you've got to have a rest, yeah? Yeah. And I virtually don't tweet at all on a Sunday, which is wifey day, you know, just in case that. You know, you'd think I'm not a real person. I am a real person. I, I you know, I, I do like to go to the beach. I like to have some time with my wife and go out for dinner and watch a bit of TV. So weekends do work, but they've got to fit into your life, yeah? And what about style of individual tweets? Obviously, you can do things like add hashtags, add mm. um, handles of other people in there, include images as well, include links in there as well. Um in terms of in terms of phraseology, but also what you include in a tweet, and um, what have you found to be the most effective type of tweet? Mm, yeah, well, that's geez, that's a that's a fascinating question because that's that's a little bit like a music question. I mean, what sort of music do you like? Mm. I love the Foo Fighters. Maybe, maybe if you don't like the loud guitar, then that wouldn't suit you. I like dance music. My wife hates dance music, um, but I love thumping bass and dancing around the house. Works for me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying works for me. So what works for me on Twitter is this recipe I created called three hashtags and a hook because I'm a muso. I was a muso in the 80s and 90s and I wrote my own songs and I had long hair, which is really funny if you've seen my picture now. <laughs> but in the 90s, I had hair longer than my wife and I, I wore leather pants and white runners and I was playing in a hard rock band and we wrote our own songs. So based on that premise, three hashtags and a hook I wrote this little power chorus. I like to tweet. It's better than a book. Here is my recipe. Three hashtags and a hook. So what that means is you come up with a, a, a cool title. Twitter for marketing. Uh, new podcast. Uh, digital marketing radio goes global. You know, David Bain comes to Australia. You know, some sort of power phrase like you uh, you're seeing a headline on the in the newspaper, yeah? Mm. Just six, maybe six words. What I personally do, I know people hate this, but what I personally do is I like to put those in capitals. Right. David Bain in Melbourne. Bang. David Bain in Melbourne. Then the link to the interview or the picture or the uh, blog post or the video of him on the TV, yeah? And then maybe three hashtags that indicate what's going on. Digital marketing, Melbourne, gurus. Yeah. We say maybe global gurus, David Bain. Exactly. I'm, I'm playing this out now. Yeah, but yeah, so, you yeah know, sure. 
and and, yeah. and 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 what about um the style of tweets over the years because um i've been a, i've been registered on twitter since 2007 and um and twitter's been going for even longer than that um and um certainly at the very beginning um it wasn't possible to um within twitter itself um includes an image directly you had to just use a link for that if you want ah, to do that so so yeah. so there there are things within twitter that have changed um so has that changed the way that you use twitter yourself as well yeah actually, this is actually very important if if nothing else if nothing else this is the most important part about twitter in the recent times most people view twitter on their mobile and most people click tweets with pictures in them those two things have completely changed the way that we tweet. I mean, Twitter's always been a pretty mobile-centric platform, but images have absolutely fundamentally changed the way that we view tweets. Because if you if you see tweets as this long stream of data, most people are going, "Oh, boring." But then there's this really amazing picture of a rabbit or a polar bear or Santa on a sleigh or, you know, Santa on a surfboard because I've seen some sort of Aussie uh, Christmas photos that kind of play on the fact that we don't get snow, you know, which is hard for most people to believe. But we've never had a white Christmas in Melbourne, never. So, you know, there's Santa on a surfboard or Santa shaking hands with a kangaroo. And then suddenly that image goes, wow, what's that? I mean, I've got all this other data that just looks like glorified email, you know, blah, 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 going down the line. And then suddenly, bang, you hit a picture. From the point of view of the user, you know, think about the, the user. The user is bombarded with images and bombarded with messages all the time. If you can put an image in your tweet, which is now possible, you can absolutely stand out from the crowd. That being said, I'm not so super clever at doing it, but I'm aware of it. And uh, I try to add pictures wherever I can. And one thing I love about what you do is that SoundCloud, if anyone's interested in podcasting, SoundCloud allows you to embed the uh, the link in a tweet and the, the picture of the image. The image comes up of the of the podcast, yeah? yeah. So when, it, when I've tweeted about Heather or about Andrew, the link to the show comes up, but it actually comes up as an image which you can play inside of Twitter. Mm. I mean, how cool is that? Absolutely. So obviously that's going to have a, a higher percentage of chance of getting noticed and therefore shared and retweeted and listened to than if it was just a cold link that looked like every other cold link. Does that make sense? Yes, no, absolutely. And in fact, I remember reading in the last week or so that um, Twitter are going to be introducing their own video player as well. So I would imagine they're going to try and encourage as many people as possible to stay on Twitter, to stay within those tweets. Stay stay within it, yeah. Yeah. So um, what are your thoughts on the future of Twitter? Because obviously there were talks of um, Google buying Twitter at some stage. Uh, Mm. Do you think, are you fairly confident that um, it'll stay fairly much as it is or are are you a little bit nervous about um how twitter might have to evolve bearing uh, bearing in mind it's the commercial web yeah look that's a good question i i um i i'm always constantly thinking of the reality of social media and that is that you know any social media could become a myspace you know myspace was thumping in 2002 Mm. it was the coolest thing ever but by 2008, it was dead in the water, maybe 2006. 
So I'm aware that, you know, none of these social networks will last forever. And I think you probably need to consider social media in that context, which is why I, I alluded to in the earlier part of the interview that I went and got that Aussie Pinterest because I know Pinterest is coming. It's here, but it's it's massive. And I know it's going to be the new thing. And in order to prepare for that, I went and got that Aussie Twitter guy dot com to to prepare people for their language. I'm the Aussie Twitter guy now, 2014, 2015 now. Mm. But you know, in next year, 2016, 2017, maybe Twitter might not be that popular, and and maybe Pinterest or Snapchat or Instagram might take over. So I'm I'm even though I'm a fanatic about Twitter and I love it. I can't imagine living without it. And it's hard to imagine a social media space without a Twitter-type arrangement. I'm aware that things like Instagram, Pinterest, and these other sites are emerging and thriving in, in for different purposes, yeah? Yeah, I'm not no, sure absolutely. I'm exactly not sure if that exactly answers your question. It's, but it's, 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 the thing is it's, 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 it's impossible to know exactly what's coming down the pipe because um, – so much could happen. So much has happened in the past. It's just phenomenal to think that uh, these kind of services didn't really exist ten years ago, and now it's just they're just so ingrained into everyday life. Well, look, you know, I was a muso in the nineties. Uh, I wrote my own songs. I had my own songs. No one bought them, but I had my own songs. And I, I just can't imagine what how my musical life would have been different had I have had all this stuff. Nineteen ninety five, which is when I gave up music and got married. And you know, you know, do all the sort of sensible things. <laughs> um, I, I mean, I can't imagine what life would have been like for me as a muso had I have had Twitter and Facebook and YouTube at my disposal. Then I didn't, so I just had to make it up with whatever was available. You know, probably that's a good thing because you know, as a as a Twitter marketer, I'm, I'm a fairly average songwriter. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm sure you've had um, a lot of fun in whatever you've done in the past. <laughs> but, you know, I found my niche now, but back then, I, you know, I was just a bit obscure. So you can never know. And I think the most important thing is to keep that in mind. Twitter is awesome. It's really awesome. And if you've never tried it, I've got lots and lots and lots of stuff on my website that's completely free. KeithKeller.com.au, completely free. Absolutely, I'm so rock solid into Twitter. I'll, I'll give, virtually give everything that I do away. But um, and if you've never tried it, please try it. But with the idea that Twitter is one of six major sites and one of ten, you know, sites in general, if you include Blogger and Tumblr and Instagram and Snapchat, which I personally have never tried. Um, you know, it's impossible to keep up. So you've got to you've got to always have your radar up for what's not absolutely new, but what's working. And Pinterest is working. Instagram is working. So it's I don't use these sites as much as I could, but I know they're there, and I've got my radar up. Yeah. Yeah. No. I, well, Keith, we could talk about um, social media and Twitter and the future of Twitter for a long time. I'm sure, but. Um, um, I tell you what, let's segue into the second section of our discussion. No so, worries, yeah, that's so, perfect. So, so that focuses obviously on your thoughts and where digital marketing in general has been and where it's heading. So starting off with... Software I couldn't live without. What software do you currently use in your business that if someone mm. took away from you, it would significantly impact your marketing success? I'll, I'm going to really play this out. You really have to use Buffer. 
Buffer.com. It's the coolest site B- in the world. Bufferapp.com. Bufferapp.com. Is, it's just the coolest site. And I'll tell you why I, I love it and why I couldn't live without it. Because it's a competitor to Hootsuite, Gremlin, TweetDeck, and so many others. Social Oomph. There's so many others that do this stuff. But I'll tell you why I love Buffer and why I couldn't live without it. It's quick and it's really simple. So when I come across an article, like my friend's video, which I want to get it to 100,000 by Australia Day, I tweet it live now, and then I throw it into my buffer, and it goes out sometime in the next week. That took me 10 seconds. I tweet it now, and now I just tweet it out sometime when I'm asleep or having a run or walking on the beach. So I've got, I've got this automation strategy that allows me to be a real person and tweet live, but retweet the really important things again mm. in the Guy Kawasaki model. I mean, yeah, I mean, b- Buffer's great, um, and, and I use Buffer as well. And I've used you know all, all the different tools that you mentioned there as well, things like Social Oomph and um, Hootsuite as well. And um, I've never really enjoyed using the other tools quite as much buffer um mm. seems to have just a lovely interface as you say it's quick and easy to use and then for interacting with people i just tend to go into the native applications themselves and um, um just interact in there rather than using any other third-party tool Look, I, I know a lot of people recommend hootsuite and gremlin and and these sorts of sites for that interaction but i i agree with you if i'm in twitter i'm in twitter you know if I'm in, I know that maybe it's a bit more time consuming, but if I'm in Twitter, I'm in the Twitter zone and I'm in Twitter. If I'm in Facebook, I'm in Facebook and I'm, 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 I'm in Facebook and I'm talking the Facebook language. Yeah. The trouble, the, the challenge with using third party sites is you tend to homogenize your site. And so that every tweet, every Facebook post looks the same on all, on all situations. And, you know, when you're in Facebook, you're speaking a certain language. When you're on Twitter, you're communicating in a certain way. If you're on LinkedIn, certainly you're communicating in a totally different way. They're not in the slightest bit interested in that viral video for 15 million views. That's, it's a professional network, yeah? Hmm. So I, I love the idea of going native for the communication but using Buffer app for the scheduling. And a slightly more challenging question. What software don't you use, but you've heard good things about and you've meant to try at some mm. point in the near future? Well, there's a couple of things that I've, I've sort of tried and dabbled with that I love. I don't know if you've heard of this site. This is amazing. It's called Sniply, S-N-I-P dot L-Y. Right. Have you heard of this? I don't believe I have, no. So URL shorteners are pretty common bitly tiny url they're brilliant yeah you know, you've got this really long link and you make it shorter with a tiny url mm-hmm. you know and then you just embed that into twitter but what snipply does it's so brilliant what snipply does is it adds another layer so if you share an article say for instance i'll give you an example say for instance you share this article or this interview with me snipply allows you to embed a link at the bottom of that article to uh, as a call to action, oh, right. something like you, you're, you're enjoying the podcast, here's another one, or here's an upcoming video series I'm doing, or loving the podcast, why not get my ebook? So people are already engaging with you. What Snipply allows you to do is allow you to drive more traffic. It's a, I, mean, I have used it, but it's a brilliant site. It's absolutely brilliant. I've got to, I've got to start using it more. Because the call to action and the, the engagement, the traffic driving idea is where it's all happening, isn't it? 
Yeah, no, and, and that's a great tip. I've had a quick look at the site there as well, and it, it looks really interesting. And um, I'll include links to all the different tools that you mentioned yeah. there within the show notes. And um, I'll certainly be checking out Snipplay there as well, um, because um, sharing content or encouraging more content to be looked at obviously increases your authority and um, ultimately drives more people back to whatever your, your core message is. Right. So it allows the call to action always come back to faith. So, for instance, your email subscriber teaser or, or your podcast or your new product that's coming out. You're always thinking you're always thinking ahead. Yeah. And it's a very great tool. I, I thoroughly recommend it. I wish I would have. I'd like you to look back on the very first day that you were involved mm-hmm. in trying to market a business online. What didn't you do so well? What do you wish that you would have done differently? I'm reading this book by Jeff Walker, the launch book. Yeah. Best book ever, and wow. you know he talks a lot about a lot about the uh, email marketing list. And I, I've heard of this a million times. I've heard the idea of a, a, an email list a million times. But you know what? I wish I would have done. I wish I would have done it. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I would have done it ten years ago, rather than. I'm, and I, I'm, I've got a list like most people. I've got a, a teaser mm. like most people. But you know, I never really, really gave it the attention. I did it as a cursory thing, almost like a. I've got one of those. Like you see a lot of sites on the web and you think they're sort of doing everything that everyone else is doing, but they're not doing anything well. I don't know if you've ever seen those blank generics sites that look like everyone else, but they've got nothing really to say. Yes, absolutely. And and so there's a little bit like that. I mean, I've got this email teaser on the top right-hand corner, keithkeller.com.au. I've got a free ebook. It's completely free. There's no strings attached. It's my email builder. But I wish I would have done it better. I mean, I wish I would have 10 years ago really hoed into that and said, look, okay, I'm going to give away a really amazing offer. I'm going to make sure that that's the best thing ever. I'm going to build my list. I'm going to generate a quality list, and I'm going to communicate with them regularly. I don't know if you do this or you wish you could do it better, but it's a pain point for a lot of us, isn't it? Yes, no, it is, absolutely. Um, I'm doing it quite effectively on the website 26weekplan.com because I've – done this course for a long time, produced this course for a long time, and um, um, the, the, the driver into that is my Four Phases of Digital Marketing ebook, and that's a 50-page ebook that I'm giving away well, for free is. of charge. Um, well, I better, I, better, I better start tweeting about you now. <laughs> I better start <laughs> so that's, sharing stuff. So that's working effectively. It's, it's funny you mentioned Jeff Walker there as well, actually, because back in early 2007, so that's um, what, eight years ago now? Eight. Um, incredible. I actually bought Jeff's first um, training product, uh, product launch formula. And I also personally interviewed Jeff um, in back in wow. two, 2007 as well. <laughs> Look, I, I actually, I'm not affiliated with that product. I just love it. The launchbook.com. You know, if you do nothing else today, you've got to buy, you buy that book, find that book, read that book. It's unbelievable. It will change everything. I mean, I don't have any affiliation with Jeff Walker. He's not my friend. I don't know him. I'm not getting any money from this i just love sharing stuff that's working and he just puts it into a very very simple formula doesn't he yeah no absolutely the this or that round but let's move on to the quick response oh, round oh, I love this bit. I love this bit. <laughs> so 10 quick questions <laughs> try not to think about the answer too much uh just looking for your gut reaction here so ready to go yeah email or twitter twitter <laughs> audio or video audio Affiliates or display advertising? Affiliates. Facebook or Google Plus? Facebook. Online press releases or one-on-one relations? One-on-one. Paid search or SEO? 
SEO. Email contact form or telephone number? Email. Website or app? Website. Social subscriber or email subscriber? Email. Local marketing or global marketing? Global! (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Um, You didn't struggle with any of them at all, did you? No, well, I've got a very clear idea. You know, I love Twitter. I love email. I love Facebook. I really, really dislike Google+. Please don't tell Elaine Lindsay. I really dislike it. I mean, I really dislike it. I mean, lots of people I know are struggling with that one. It's it's one of those ones that's really hard to master, isn't it? It, it is, yeah. But I'm not sure if you have to master it. Um, I, I remember one person I talked to describe Google Plus as just simply the next version of Google. And it's, it's, it's Google with a social layer in there. And um, it's just... Um, interacting a little bit more automatically with um mm. with your contacts and um, with yeah. whatever you do so it's not necess- necessarily it's it's one of those ones that's very popular so we we need to at least play with it it's it's one of the social six yeah it is and it... It, as a business owner we all have to struggle with what's working what we personally like and keep going with staying current yeah yeah no absolutely i mean everyone's got um, tools that the they don't particularly like that much. I don't like Facebook that much, I'm afraid. But uh, it depends on your target market. And um, everyone's starting to get a bit sick of that now, aren't they? Yeah, really start to get sick of Facebook's changes all the time. <laughs> the ten thousand dollar question. So, if I was to give you ten thousand dollars and you had to spend mm. it over the next few days on a single thing to grow your business, yeah. uh, what would you spend it on, and how would you measure success? Yeah. So, alluding to the what would you do better question, I've decided in recent times that I'm really going to fix my website and make it much more user-friendly for collecting names for emails. So if I had five grand, I'm not sure I'd need five grand, but I'm certainly happy to have it. I would spend that on making a really, really lovely free offer and a lovely squeeze page and landing. I personally believe that Online marketing has to be a little bit of give-give. You know, I really dislike sites that are all about buy my stuff, then you get the goodies. You know, if you've never heard of me, you don't know how good I am. Mm. And I and I think it's my responsibility to share with you an ebook, an audio podcast, a video I've done, maybe a free coaching call, whatever it is, because you don't know who I am. So, so have I, you got free? Have, have you got free product in mind? I do. Uh, well, I've got several. I've got several. I've got two ebooks which um, I've sort of got currently revamping. There's a lot of discussion about what what it should be. Should it be an ebook because people are sick of ebooks? Should it be a podcast series? Should it be a checklist? Should it be a video? I mean, what do you think? I'd be interested in your thoughts. Well, in, in my tests, um, I've found a, an ebook um, can perform very well, and even a fairly small report, as long as if it's relevant. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I regularly get um, at least double figures of um, opt-ins per day. You know, w- w- without even trying that hard um, for, for, for for a site that. Um, I'm not focusing on that heavily at the moment, um, wow. just by offering an ebook. So um, it's it's, it's certainly possible to, um, to 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 get you know hundreds, you know, into a thousand um, subscribers per month. Um, you know, and I, look, I'm so sorry, David. I keep I keep twisting your questions and asking the questions. It's not really that fair. I'm supposed to be the guest. I'm starting to play the interviewer, but um, it's it's always it's always good to share the knowledge we have. You you found that ebooks work. That's great. 
because if someone's never hasn't got a free offer, they know that if they put up an ebook on the top right hand corner and maybe at the bottoms of the of the website, they can start building a list straight away. Yeah. Mm. But but they also integrate quite nicely together, and it also depends on how easily it is to actually host video. Um, the, th- the thing about video is obviously um, YouTube's the biggest social network or the biggest um, video hosting service. Um, so. If you upload your video to YouTube, you can upload it privately so that people don't see it and you, mm. you've got it to a certain degree behind closed doors. But then you're taking away all the social power from YouTube. Um, th- this video that I mentioned um, of a seminar that I did earlier on, um, that's got about 56,000 views on YouTube, which is, 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 is really decent for a boring old seminar on digital marketing. Mm, mm, um, mm. And um, what I've done there is incorporated as part of that video to say, yes, and you can also get a supporting document um, about the four phases of digital marketing on this site here as well. Um, So you can actually integrate them both together and then just have that part of it, the the written document as being um, the part required to have the opt-in. It's perfect. We're sharing some great information here. This is why I love your podcast so much. My number one takeaway. So you've offered a lot of superb information, Keith, uh, but what would you say out of all the information you've uh, shared mm. today is, that, is the number one takeaway, you know, just the single most important step that listeners need to take away? I think the most important thing is to remember that Twitter is awesome, and I'll stand by that, but it's it's part of the social six and it's part of an evolving and ever-changing social media space and that you've got to take them somewhere. Twitter is only relevant if it's going somewhere. So I would suggest either works diligently on an email marketing list or make sure that you've got a lovely blog or a website where that's yours, your your domain, what I call your home base. Twitter and Pinterest and Instagram are wonderful, but you've got to take them somewhere. So my number one takeaway is don't rely on social media. Only use it as a traffic generator to bring them back home. Yeah, is that a fair comment? It is. It's wonderful. So, yeah, thank you so much for um, sharing so much wonderful information today. So um, just to conclude, what's the best way for audience to, to find out a little bit more about you and what you do? So everything is going to be an ease at the moment, but it will certainly will be improving on my website, keithkeller.com.au. So that's K-E-I-T-H-K-E-L-L-E-R.com.au. Don't forget the AU because there's already 175 other Keith Kellers in the US, one of which has the .com. And you can also go to Twitter because that's where I just hang out most of the time. So that's twitter.com forward slash at Keith Keller. And please follow me there, and uh, and I'm I'm very happy to chat and follow you back and share some of your stuff because I just love sharing all this great this great goss. Yeah, <laughs> sounds great. Okay, well, thank you again, Keith. No worries.